podcast and let me just be the first one to say the dead speak <laughs> welcome everybody to the polarized pod uh this is a podcast about polarizing movies polarizing movies in the sense of rotten tomato scores we talk here about movies surprise you probably saw the title and was like that's a movie so they hopefully talk about movies and we do uh this is polarized pod and today we're ta- we're continuing the saga of this polarizing uh, franchise now of the new Star Wars movies. We are today talking about Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, the conclusion of the Skywalker trilogy, uh, a J.J. Abrams joint. This movie uh, is a 52% on critic side, 86% on the audience side. So again, this is a podcast about polarized movies in the sense of Rotten Tomato scores, sometimes critics hate it and audiences love it and that's the situation for this movie today i'm excited to talk about this movie because this movie has a lot in it to talk about arguably too much in it to talk about um but we'll do our best to get to it uh i am not going to be doing this alone i'm going to be doing this with a little help from a friend and you know what in the spirit of this movie friends are important and my friend to help me talk about this movie and my co-host and also known as the forever guest mr james Lindsay. how the hell are you i'm back baby the forever guest i returned every time james the dead speak and somehow i have returned somehow (laughs) somehow i've done it who knows because you're uh you were born in a jar from palpatine you are <laughs> from one abram's of mind i mean palpatine yes yeah you are and a they just drag me back in disguise like, we, we've run out of ideas we don't have any more palpatine we, uh, come back well i would argue that they have lots of ideas but they just have too many of them that they haven't thought about long enough <laughs> there are a lot of ideas that's true there are a lot of ideas in this in this movie this but. movie is a exploding maybe maybe ideas. not ideas yeah but like people concepts um, uh, yeah things, right i don't uh, know like uh just family philosophical arguments <laughs> <laughs> like yeah you know. we're starting here already but the the two families in this galactic empire are them skywalkers and them palpatines those, those are the only two that, that I exist full- exactly for a galaxy (laughs) far far away that you would also would assume is big 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 there are just only two families that matter (laughs) yes yes it's uh it's amazing how how that works and palpatine fucks we're getting right into it everybody palpatine fucks fucks oh i could well we might end up talking in ignosium about palpatine fucking because that we're starting there. As we're a concept starting that there. i <laughs> that i can't even get over but before we actually get into it i want to <laughs> roll us back a little bit just you know a tad and just kind of uh you know check in with you i want to tell you a little a little uh, update on my end and have a little bit Please. of a, a little bit of a dialogue oh. about it um but okay well i mean well how are you are you okay i'm doing well i'm doing <laughs> how are we doing i'm doing good yeah i uh besides watching watching this movie today but i'm gonna be getting <laughs> married soon i'm gonna have be having my bachelor party soon you will be there i think yes, uh, yes, i am very excited but and very like nervous excited all the all the goods all the emotions i feel like I'm all the emotions all the emotions every day almost um but mostly just excited and can't can't wait for 
for all the fun that we're going to have. And with my soon to be lovely wife, Kara, who has been on this podcast before. Um, excellent. Oh, excellent podcaster. Excellent podcaster. You guys excellent. almost started a euphoria podcast for a minute. I know. Now we would have to start an the idol pod ah, if we were to yes. do it, which I've seen. The What's that guy's name? Just do it. Levinson or whatever. Sam Levinson. Yeah. yeah. Just do uh-huh. Total creepo. Oh, is he? Total. Yeah. Total skeevy creepo, mm. man. Yeah. Um, which is unsurprising because even you could interpret euphoria as being very connected to the Gen Z zeitgeist being very, um, a voice that is representative of a generation that may come off as being perplexing. If you are an older person or scary, even, uh, there's a lot of stuff in euphoria where you're like, good Lord, is that what the kids are up to? (laughs) But, uh, yeah, he's a fucking weirdo. And he made another Mm -hmm. show that is also incredibly weird and highlights creepy weirdo people and Uh. kind of makes them like, um, I don't know, kind of a <laughs> puts them on a pedestal, if you will. And it's weird and crazy. I, and I'm go- probably going to watch Carver every Hurst. single episode. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I got to watch it too. at least check it out. Carl was saying something about it's maybe it's weird for me to speak on a recorded podcast, like out of turn when I don't fully know the facts, but didn't we can kind of like made him reshoot a bunch, right? For that, yeah, that show. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was a big thing about it. So uh, what I've read is that, um, this show was written um, in a particular, like from a particular point of view. And then the uh, Sam Levinson wanted to have the weekend be a part of it. And then the weekend being the weekend came in and went, I'm actually looking to do a show that is full, that is mainly about me if I'm going to do it. So if you don't rewrite this to make me the main character, then I'm not going to do it. And Sam Levinson being the creepy weirdo that he is was like, Oh, you want to, you know, be this weird, creepy cult guy that is going to just manipulate people. That sounds right up my alley. Let's Mm. do it. And that is what the show's mainly about is, um, is about that. And so, damn, um, I'll have to it's, check it out. <laughs> it, ch- check it out, and I, I will be tuning in every week because it is cuckoo bananas. Um, Great. I can't believe people uh, let this man do what he did, but you know what? <laughs> here is that little curio. Speaking uh, of letting someone do what they did, I and, know. Speaking of the audacity. But, uh, no, wait, of, I love that. I, no, before. I love no, that transition. I'm not going to fully transition okay. because I want to first ask you, Brandini, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank Good. you for asking. Are you excited um, for for uh, festivities, bachelor party and wedding festivities? I am so excited because um, I like, you know, we had talked about this is that it is just a wonderful time to get to just chill and hang out with uh, us as grown adults. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which we, we just, just went, did as well. We just did as well for my birthday. And it is. Yeah. Happy um, birthday, uh, Brandini on the podcast. I don't on, know the pod. on the Thank podcast. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate that. Um, it's just really fun to just hang out with other grown adults and just be you know, chill and do that whole thing. So not, fun. So know, chill. You know, not have to like, yeah, it was, it, you know, it's nice to go to a pretty hearty party weekend um, out with friends and no one really gets. So, I mean, there was a, a individual <laughs> who's been on this bond and got get pretty <laughs> fucked up, but outside of that, everybody else was um, pretty, uh, yeah, pretty, I don't know, handles themselves like adults and not to say that he doesn't necessarily, but yeah, they 
were definitely some dicey moments where he uh, was letting himself rip and everybody was like all right all right man <laughs> but you know what he comes from an amazing um place uh, like a good heart i guess is what i would Absolutely. say so, so yeah i just regardless of the optics of of anything fuck the optics you know i understand where he comes from and even though it may not fit into conventions it doesn't mm-hmm. matter at the end of the day because it's not like it's coming from a place uh, a bad place or a place that wants exactly and everyone enjoys each other everyone enjoyed each other's company that that whole whole weekend and that was something that was really special to have that kind of chemistry immediately with uh yes some people and friends of yours that i haven't met and i consider them my friends now and that's just the coolest thing because i i had so much fun that i i mentioned to you that we yeah we just gotta do this and make it an annual brandini birthday absolutely it will be weekend or doesn't have to be on your birthday just like summertime at a at a lake somewhere where it's hot and there's a there's oh, a water it's great to be on the water man yeah. it was so great to be on the water because once Best. it was hot out there in havasu but once you get on the water it is a lot more manageable mm-hmm. a lot cooler out there because yeah you just you it's know a lake in arizona me. for anyone who's wondering that's a yeah not too far from Las, uh, it, Las it, Vegas. <laughs> no, not at all. I want to say it's like an hour and a half, two hours south of Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, but no, that, like that, was, that was great. River. Cold, cold water, hot weather, and it's cold. Such a, and a cool. <laughs> That's also a, the name of our angle. Yeah, and a, and a nice cool <laughs> bev. <laughs> oh man, I had so many, especially on fucking what was it on Sunday? So many aperol spritz oh yeah that was the drink of the weekend yeah breezy brand we went through two bottles of aperol within a matter of uh two hours three hours bottle bottle of aperol an hour (laughs) is is the uh piece that we as uh, we as a group set um and the charcuterie that's when you yeah we're adults we had a charcuterie and aperol spritz oh my god i can't get over that brie pepper jelly combo i love it i'm a big brie guy hell yeah and i got everyone uh tuned into some pickled asparagus i'm very proud of that because yes. it was a hit man everybody was loving that pickled as- asparagus oh Maybe yeah so happy. We had, and we also had a uh, pregnant woman with us um you know who wasn't partying but um obviously partook in the charcuterie board that's oh, something course. she could definitely got do. um and you know she was all about pickled shit <laughs> which is a, yeah. a, a kind of a stereotypical pregnancy thing i don't know if that's always universal but it I don't know. Maybe I guess I'm, I'm going pregnant. out on a limb. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Knock me up. Cause I want all the, all the pickled stuff. <laughs> That's, that was the other time we hung out was like, I took a walk to go get a uh, Mexican food while everyone was watching the finale of succession. And I was hanging out waiting for my burrito. This is such a great story. This is such a, <laughs> such a <laughs> Southern California story. So I was walking around to go get my burrito and I was sitting there. I just made it put, grabbed a little, uh, soda cup lid put a shit ton of those uh, pickled carrots, Mexican pickled carrots and just a little apple. I'm waiting for my, my burrito. Ooh, it's the best. Ooh, ooh. My dad would do that. He'd get that little bag and like slide me over some while we're driving back with the burritos. Ooh, just like Uh poor poor memory. (laughs) It's like, Oh, I like, and then he'd give me pickled asparagus and olives and uh, pickled green beans, the pearl onions. Ooh. Yum, 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 yum. This is the uh, yeah. This, uh, this is the portion of the podcast where we talk about delicious, delicious grub and good times, which we've been having some good times. Looking forward again to um, another big, big times, special yeah. day for for myself and Kara, and so glad uh, you're going to be a big part of it. And you've been a big part of my life. 
thus far and can't wait for the our future of a friendship on this podcast uh yeah is there any uh, other business is yes there, oh, yeah, is. there I gotta, is there is there I, is I, I buried the lead uh <laughs> i watched way of water actually wow. fucking watched that movie wow. so i wanted to bring that up and talk about it with you briefly Please. do you want to start with your feelings <laughs> let's start with my feelings um it's fine. It's just okay. Like, mm. I know it's, it, it's a movie that I watched once and I'm like, I'm good. Okay, great. I saw it. It's not, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, yeah, it's not bad, but man, I just don't really have like, I came out of it going like, okay, I got my fill of it and I don't need to watch that for a long time. I'm not ready to rush back and yeah. be like, you know, Oh, you haven't seen way of water. Let's fucking watch this right now. No, it's not even mm-hmm. going to be something that I'm like, you know, kind of coaxing somebody to watch so that I can watch it again. It's like, it's, fine. was it, uh, was it worth it? Was it worth it? It's not real. I want to say not really because okay. like, none of it is surprising. No, none of it is. No, it, it it's, ostensibly the same as the first movie like i don't know like uh, plot wise right i mean the funny thing is it is he even has the same villain as the first movie because he got reincarnated or whatever the shit happened to him and so it's just like yeah, yeah. kind of the same shit again whereas like yeah okay yeah we got mr military guy being the military complex being the problem you have the indigenous people being the heroes love that narrative for us um but yeah God, it wasn't I, so yeah. much it was a little bit of a step forward but as much of a step forward as it was like a, an expansion of of the world and, and the a, world and a sure. setup and a new foundation for uh for the rest of it i guess um yeah i'm trying yeah. to think like so the it was it was too long was like the the action something that was uh interesting enough was the look the action uh, is interesting was enough, the look yeah, like sure. off-putting at all for you did do you think the effects hold up and the money's there on the screen. It's just more like the narrative the is just, sure just kind of like uh, uninteresting to you. Is, um, yeah. Um, it Cause we're doing our really summer block, blockbusties. So we got, I know blockbusties. I know. Right. I mean, it doesn't really have that interesting of a point of view. Um, so all of the relationship plot wise, especially the stuff with the teenage Sigourney Weaver, I was like, Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, okay. And then um it's just yeah, it was just so almost comical to me how there are so many beats that are so similar and repeated for um but in a different setting, you know. Mm-hmm. Instead of the forest where in the where near the ocean. That guy loves water. Did you like any Did of the love- uh, the big I mean, if spoilers for way of water, I mean, it's not anything big, but do you like the big no. fish? What is that big fish called? Like the oh, whale yeah. thing? Do you like any of the that whale stuff? Thing. I, I mean, that's fun. I thought that was pretty yeah. cool. I liked a lot of that action. <laughs> and just, I don't know, and those messages for sure are very like, it's almost like melodramatic, a lot of the beats and uh, yeah. very on the nose, yeah. you know, these and how he refixes certain roles is interesting. It almost reminds me of T2 from T1 mm-hmm. to T2. Which I just ha- watched. Hell yeah. I mean, that's yeah. Refixing like Arnold into from villain to hero, I thought was a, a cool move, but essentially is a very similar story. It just has like the, 
Terminator and, and the kid kind of bonding in, in that way. And it kind of expands. Which is, aw- which is awesome. That mm-hmm. stuff rips. There, it's and there's just like so a more advanced Terminator that's coming after them. And yeah, just like. But all of that stuff very, looks like a lot of similarities. Poopy doopy snoopy now. And then he does like, aliens as well, which is kind of just an expansion of the alien. Like I feel he's, that's kind of something he is equipped to do is the, those kind of sequel so it is interesting yeah seeing this world building stuff yeah. this sequel um for sure and that's what i was thinking going into it and uh him knowing that there are so many on the way and not having to arrive at a for sure ending resolution for for everything is uh something that i think everyone knew going in but also i feel like that if that affects sometimes my enjoyment enjoyment as well of like oh i feel like i'm just being led on a on a string here a little bit but absolutely yeah um, yeah but i you wouldn't don't... like necessarily run back to watch it but it is kind of like a feel a feeling i get out of it rather than like a, a heady sort of like wow that really makes you think it's more kind of like oh i want to if i want to feel like this then i might yeah watch this i want to have fun at the movies yeah fun, totally you know, cinematic experience yeah. i mean definitely there's something to be said about just a very um uh very competent act like big blockbuster action filmmaker where it's like, yeah, movies can be, they don't have to be crazy interesting or have like a, you know, some more honed in specific point of view that has um, some depth to it. It can just be something that is fun, big mm-hmm. roller coaster, uh, a roller coaster, an amusement park, if you will, to borrow um, from Scorsese from Scorsese, <laughs> uh, Marvel. But yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Like I, it's just so funny because like I just watched, yeah, I just watched Terminator 2. And yeah, there are some oh, yeah. really awesome action movie stuff in there. But what I will say is is that with high definition, all of it starts to look really poopy. Mm. Especially what was so egregious to me that I couldn't help but laugh at now is that sequence where they're getting chased by a helicopter in the mm-hmm. aqueduct in LA. Right. Clearly not. Like a rig or whatever. Oh, oh, right. The act. The, like the, the clearly, stop yeah, you yeah, can yeah. now clearly see it because uh-huh. of the definition of, uh, of television and film and whatnot. Definitely, like, I, that I is can recall clearly that. Not. I think even at the time, dude. <laughs> I feel like, like even watching that on VHS, I, was, I feel like even being around people like kind of chuckling, like, "Yeah, that's <laughs> that's, that's, that's not, not him." Yeah, that's, that's not him. So, <laughs> God, that action seems uh, so good though too. That was a good one. But and then you're yeah, a big uh, T1 guy. You're a big Terminator. And I'm also a big alien guy yeah, as opposed same. to alien t- or aliens. I'm an alien guy, not alien. I am an so alien over I aliens, always actually. Yeah. So I will just say my biases going into the way of water is like I am not a Cameron fan in the sense of the the film franchises that he has. To for, you know, to his credit, made more digestible and popularized. T1 and Alien are way better movies in my opinion because they, in my mind, objectively accomplish the what the what the concept is. You know, like in in my mind, Aliens is a horror movie, and Alien is better at that than Aliens. 
Fifty Thieves. Yeah, Aliens and, is like an action movie. Yeah, exactly. And, it's very much an action movie. Mm-hmm. And, and Terminator. Like the, the Terminator is almost like a thriller. It is an action. I was movie gonna, exactly, which is very much of what it should be. Is like mm-hmm. this. Um, because the concept is still the Sci-fi same in Terminator thriller. Two, or the plot at least of like you or a somebody getting hunted, right? Yeah. Because the basis of it is is that a person needs to get Set killed in order to change the change the future, and it is so much more thrilling in my mind of, <laughs> for Terminator mm-hmm. than Terminator Two. <laughs> it I'm, really I'm, just is. I'm uh yeah I'm not I have a hard time going back and forth that one I'm not. I'm like pretty much almost on board with you. I have a hard time. It's been a while since I watched T2, but I watched the the Terminator recently and it reminded me how much I, I watched like growing up. And like, I'm like, wow, this one is way more familiar to me than T2 now that I watch it. And uh, the whole like plotting sort of pre- like the presence of him slowly coming at you. Threat of him. Like is and like, looking like over Jaws your shoulder. Almost. Yeah. And, uh, and I love that whole sort of gradual reveal of, her finding out of him killing everyone named Sarah Connor like that. All that buildup is just really great storytelling and movie making. And it's so fun to think about Cameron kind of working within those small, like smaller means to make that story happen and not having the ability to necessarily, necessarily like show the future or how it, you know, it's, you're telling this amazing story of, yeah, like subtext of what, you're describing of the future and you don't necessarily see it, but the writing is so good. You can, you can imagine it just seeing through that little bubble and uh, yeah, getting an, get an idea of, of uh, time travel mixed with robot. Okay. It's just, it's a, it's a naturally great idea. It's a, it's makes sense why they made so many sequels and why it's hard to, to uh, accomplish the same thing that the first two did um and uh yeah definitely alien guy that's one of my it's either alien or the thing or like my favorite horror movies and sci-fi horrors are so fun and sci-fi thriller i guess would be the terminator uh sci-fi movies speaking of sci-fi movies or do we or or do we talk about studio ghibli fast now we we should probably no no no. we'll save that yeah we'll save that we i uh yeah been into ghibli i saw kiki's delivery service in theaters and it was great that's all i'll say about that oh yeah oh yeah down, down to biz and we did some we gotta, less that was kind of fun but we'll yeah we'll maybe we'll, revisit that at another ep we got to get into this what is this this is a movie this is definitely a movie this is a ninth in the saga. they call it the skywalker saga is that what they call this thing mm-hmm, yeah. right. i keep getting my voice higher uh this is the rise of skywalker what do you think of that name we'll start there mean anything to me it means does, it nothing. Like does nothing for me it does nothing Even after it, seeing the movie i'm like so it, i guess i guess she's a skywalker at the end i guess and even that moment doesn't really hit full full like resonate with me even at the end when she she says she's a skywalker i don't know and so because it's so incredibly hand-fisted, especially in this movie, because this movie is trying to reconcile a lot of it, what I would assume in JJ's mind, missteps that Ryan Johnson took to try to make this story that you argued more interesting. So now I felt like I should come into Rise of Skywalker being the opposite of our last episode, right? Because I was being critical of Last Jedi as not being... Uh, as enjoyable as I wanted it to be because it was it was 
what was it? What what did I say about it? What don't I like about it? Is that it is trying to make these, it's trying to take the franchise in a different direction. Mm -hmm. And I didn't necessarily like the direction it was taking it. Mm -hmm. And the reason that I didn't like Right. Yeah. The reason that I didn't like that direction is because I was coming at it from the perspective of like, I love the, I love a new hope a lot. Mm -hmm. I also like force awakens a lot. I mean, we went and saw that together and we talked about it. Like it's like, it it is what I would want in a star Wars movie. Is it my favorite? No, but I definitely like force awakens out of the three. If I were to, you know, if we yeah maybe we do some type of list at the end of this but no, we can like, do it now i mean i do last jedi force awakens then rise probably i think last jedi is my favorite but fair okay yeah i would do force awakens last jedi i would just do it mm-hmm. straight down the straight down the barrel yeah, yeah i mean it's order. spoiler like like we're not we're not big fans of, of this one like it's not it's not gonna be no a, be and the, a, be a tease at, at some point it's it's gonna come out and it's interesting that I don't know. I feel like even though you didn't like the last one and I know you're, I'm sorry. And you're, I'm kind of interrupting. You're getting into your feelings about this one too, but Mm -hmm. I just think with both of us, it's frustrating no matter how you look at the franchise, it's frustrating Mm -hmm. all the missteps that they clearly took with this franchise as, as a whole. Uh, Absolutely. It like, yeah, they they took so many missteps ryan johnson tried to do something different halfway through a franchise which i agree with you like is just not gonna work not when chill. you gotta not chill bro <laughs> it's not a, and then it's they, not go, they try to finish out this one after he's like it's almost he went on a side mission and then jj has to come in and do a sequel to force awakens as well as an ending to last jedi which do in a weird way feel like different things when it should be all one thing he's like retroactively trying to work on those little nuggets that he placed kind of in force awakens, but then he's been, he's now faced with this other stuff that Ryan Johnson has put in. And then he uses some of it. Like he uses the, the Jedi phone call. She goes back to, you know, the place where the porgs are, where Hamill Hamill was or Sky uh, Luke was and everything. Like there are aspects from last Jedi in here, which I, I, I think are like interesting how, that writing process probably was, but right. man, I, I'm it just makes you makes me question how much they knew going in. Do you know, was she a Palpatine always? Was that the plan from force awakens? Do you know that information or we should probably know this a bit more, but I, I'm not even sure if that's the case. I know. I don't, I don't believe from the, from the first one mm-hmm. because it's just, I, cause to your point is, is that I don't believe that there was ever really an arc. Yeah. Like they figured, that's crazy, dude. You know, it was out, yeah. Because, because right, the Force Awakens is so formulaic, open ended. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't really, yeah. It doesn't ask a question and answer any of it. It just mm-hmm. goes, I'm going to, I'm going to present a bunch of concepts, which JJ is good at. But then, correct to this, to the detriment of this movie, what he's terrible at is concluding things. That's a, that's a, you know, kind of a known thing that he is uh, bad at because he is I just in like my the lo- mind. The lost ending is kind of polarizing as, as well in that way. That, that wasn't ending. him. That was, that was, I know that's Lindelof, but I know they, but that they talked about, I think both of them and with the production of that show, 
that idea of like, and I think they knew a little bit more specifically like what the ending was the period, at least at the end of the sentence. Purgatory, but, right. Is that what you're talking about? Or like, or just, well, the period at the end of the sentence or like getting to the, like, like they knew the beginning and the end, but the middle, they didn't fully uh, know what that gotcha. was. And he, they, this term that I, I feel like they coined was like writing in the fog. Maybe it was already coined before, but they discussed that with loss where they extended seasons full of content just because they were making good money with the show it was very popular. And so some of that stuff is almost disingenuous to the audience. It doesn't treat the audience well with, with information because it's not vital to the overall plot. And I, that's kind of where I hone hone in on JJ in this movie where I don't feel like he's respecting the audience in a weird way. Like with, oh, that's with, fair. Like, yeah. with like information mm-hmm. and like how it's divvied out. All that chewy stuff I thought was, and having the rug pulled out from underneath us, I thought was just kind of cheap and not, didn't feel like satisfying how they, how they divvy out the information to the audience. Cause yeah, it's like they give you a lot and then the payoff doesn't really like come through in a way that that feels good or is, uh, it, if anything, that just keeps going, like it just keeps coming up with something different rather than resolving what they just put out. And this is probably what a lot of, commentary on this movie has been when it, it's been out for a while you know yeah there's a couple moments too that i just thought were so like representative of the problems that i had with the movie that i marked in my notes about mm-hmm. it which is i know this is like at the very end but this isn't anything that's real us it's uh, hard going, it's hard to go, like go, go, going through the story this but like just chronologically some, is impossible to go through yeah know. it's insane but like uh an, a great example to me of the problem of this movie is is that right at the very end there's a moment where lando looks over to the like uh oh my god the, the storm ex stormtrooper woman and then alludes that he's potentially her father. And it's like, why, why that would you do that? Like you're were, never like, going, you're never going to answer that. And you're going to present a concept like that right at the fucking very end. And there's so much of that in this movie that it's just, it presents an idea with just reckless abandonment of yeah. like, isn't this cool? Isn't mm-hmm. this a cool, experiment to you know i'm gonna put this in the movie to entertain you because it's almost like looking at just the presenting of an idea is what if what if oh so fun to you know oh they let's you know kind of looking at it from like a really fucked up like it's kind of lazy perspective of somebody who doesn't understand like marketing or media cult or online media culture where they're like i what what I'm told is that we need to just present all of these concepts so that then there can be a dialogue online about it. And that's how mm. movies thrive and live and have a yeah. second life is that there's this whole, you know, people write fanfics. They'll mm-hmm. do this. The Internet will grab that Did idea. Did you notice? And, Lando might actually it. have a daughter. Oh, we can make a whole nother thing out of Lando's daughter's right. side story or something like that about formerly being a stormtrooper. Uh, I mean, that's. It's you don't want to be cynical, but it's hard not to be when it's so brazen with, with some of some of that shit where it's like somehow that's fan service. That's not even that's not even fan service. Like, why? Why would we care if Lando has a daughter and they're connected somehow? And that the every single Lando thing bothered me so much. But that was the that one was <laughs> yeah. the worst uh, yeah. because also the the way he delivered that line. What is I? What did I put in my notes was like. I- 
it's like because we should find out and you're well, like calm down lando well, like in that energy was almost like you were not sure if he was a father or he was like what? interested sexually because and it's i put in my notes right. like not sure if he's dad or daddy or daddy or zaddy, or zaddy. like what is because <laughs> he's like yeah i guess we should find Cause out because <laughs> billy d cannot deliver lines without <laughs> just being having this like sexual like back hey to, we watched I don't know. mahogany right or was that or no was he in mahogany or was it uh uh-huh. yeah, yeah it was mahogany i was or i wasn't sure if it was the billy holiday one uh, um, mahogany mahogany well yeah. he's in he's he's is also he in both, right he's in both okay yeah. gotcha uh-huh, yeah God. yeah i mean and, and no i uh, just and it's in those movies <laughs> i know and, and, yeah. and, and now he's I mean, just like this rotund older man <laughs> oh yeah you just see you see he's, he's great just, he, he's such a rotund guy now where he just like yeah his suit is just like so much bigger and all of that shit but it's like it's fine it's he's an old guy like, he's great it's I'm just not gonna, wow. i'm not gonna give him shit for oh, that really it's i mean just like if only I'm just giving him shit because like, regardless, you're a 65, 68 year old man and you're just coming at that line delivery as like, yeah, I got that too of like, Those are does he want to fuck or does he want to reconnect? Like what is, what's the Those deal are tough here? lines within like five seconds. You got to establish like, I'm your daddy in this whole big I'm, universe. I'm your dad. I'm your dad. And, your dad. and then not only that, but how they find him and they don't even Ex- let's talk about mean, pig leg coachella yeah i like how we're I like, like going pig- backwards through this movie but like i don't need I like a pig leg coachella <laughs> ex- explanation like he just is there he's like hey <laughs> yeah. how's it going this for this and he's just smiling he's like, every 42 years which is when the first star wars came out and, and that was a nod to that that's why the <laughs> festival happened is in 42 years because that's when the first one came out Oh, that's oh, yeah well, there's fuck. all that shit in here there's so much <laughs> bullshit like that in here um yeah lando says it, oh god but it's so it's ruined so quickly pig like coachella when ray Especially is asked the by Ooh, the puppets are so fun i love puppets oh those puppets are i so love cool. practical effects because that that was my pro like that is always going to be my biggest gripe right of the prequels is that since it's so blue screen everything will in perpetuity kind of look like shit and also all the actors look like i know hayden christensen acts like a robot regardless of what movies he's in but it really doesn't help that he has very little real to act against yeah and so those movies suffer so much because it's like he already has struggles with emotion and then to get get to that stuff you're just like oh this guy has nothing tangible especially as like a younger actor at the time like it just seems so imperative and that's why it's always just so funny to just like all these marvel movies like especially the quantum manium movie that came out was so was such a good example of that to me of like especially a person like michael douglas acting in a void (laughs) where he's like that's not his vibe like he's never really been that actor he's always been an actor who's in like these very realistic always no almost zero cgi movies where he's acting against people and real things and then to put him in the quantum manium he's just <laughs> he just looks like he's like out of place and has no idea what the fuck's going on because could you imagine as the director telling fucking michael douglas like okay michael so there's this whole world <laughs> there's a there's a 
There's a head it's flying what? around with a butt on it that's going to talk to you in this scene. And it's going to. And then you're going to say, holy shit, that guy's a butt or whatever. He says. No, that was on Brandon. That was unscripted. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, course. what the yeah, fuck Brandon. is that? Thing? What the <laughs> shit is that? Great, Michael. Whatever. Yeah, we'll just we'll go with yeah. that. We're fine. <laughs> let's just let moving michael, on let michael have moving a, on yeah. every day on set is 10 million dollars so we got to keep moving hey um, guys what do you want me to do for this one <laughs> god so yeah like i don't like the prequels for that because yeah just it doesn't look good and then all the actors look still are so fucking stilted and then it's bogged down by a bunch of bullshit that no one really cares about except george lucas and then so to go I back to like this third, movie i think the third one's pretty good but yeah the third I, one's I, my favorite yeah. yeah the third one's my favorite for sure because it does have a little bit more practical effects because it and darkness because, it gets really fucked up right because i feel like He's george was should. kind of put this like um restrict like direction on himself that he has to visually connect that third movie to the fourth movie hmm and so visually it needed to be more practical because if it's not, then the transition, if somebody were to watch one, like to start star Wars and mm-hmm. watch it like in order or whatever, it would be such a stark contrast to especially two mm-hmm. where there's like so much unreal, like non-existent shit, blue screen shit. Yeah. Um, that's, and that's also my gripe with the fucking new Hobbit movies. I was just going to say, so f- yeah, like the, and even I was going to just going to bring up battle of the five armies because with that right. movie, tries to do is and ended up being a little bit more of the interesting part of of that movie when i watched it a second time was like the whole little nuggets of of setup for a fellowship some of that stuff was pretty interesting even like the fan ficky like or maybe that is something tolkien put in of like yeah gandalf and uh galadriel kind of like making eyes at each other and i'm like ooh. Ooh, I want to, I want to see what happens there. And they have like, and Saruman's there, like those in that meeting of them. It's oh, like, Oh, man, this if you is... like that, you should check out the TV show. Yeah. I didn't finish it, but the thing I didn't like was, yeah, just like relentless battles. And it just didn't mean anything because it was just such, so, so overblown. Um, and it's, Oh, I don't, I don't know if you've seen it, but something that like is an epitome of this, um, for the Hobbit movies is there's this, behind the scenes and like Orlando and maybe somebody else mm-hmm. is like on a green, like um, what, what are those like pummel horses? Mm-hmm. That's going to be a horse or whatever. Right. And then it's like in a green thing with a green box here. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you just look at the actor and they're just like, I have nothing to work with here. Yeah. I have to totally like, it, it's a great example of, cause I've talked to plenty of people who've been in movies where yes, you like you, you don't shoot a movie in, in like thematic order. And like, there's all of these like movie making magic aspects of it that as an actor, it can acting can be super ridiculous, even yeah. in a, like a more grounded film, because in order to create a movie, it isn't going to be in a way that like you don't get there from like a character, like you're not working again, like in thematic order. So you have to like be at where the character is, where they're at the end of the movie, maybe in the beginning of it, which you have to have all that shit figured out. Yeah. Or just overall, like so many things will be out of context in the shooting of a film that it can make an actor be like, 
I feel so ridiculous like doing this because I don't understand Mm -hmm. where things are. I don't understand. You know, I haven't got like, I haven't gone through Mm -hmm. what the audience has gone through to with this character and all of that. And so you just have to like, yeah, yeah, like Hayden, maybe he's, he's probably given a lot of direction to be monotone and everything like that. So yeah, I'm sure you could work around it. Him a lot as if he doesn't deliver it with full one way or the other, we can kind of have it fit whatever, whatever need. And even with uh, Ian McKellen, I know there was that story of him like breaking, freaking out breaking about down it. in like tears because <laughs> yeah, he's like just because yeah. they just he didn't know what was around. He just spent however many weeks in a green box, just like acting avoid against, yeah. acting against nothing. Yeah, and you you're like, feel like you're, you gotta feel for mind. somebody like that. Yeah, yeah, right. You're like, I've been talking to a tennis ball <laughs> for fucking two weeks and then everything around, like there's no wind, there's no trees, there's no anything. Like it's yeah. just green boxes, green drapes, mm-hmm. green everything. And I'm again, yeah, talking to an inanimate object and like trying to derive emotion out mm-hmm. of it. And it's just got to be so difficult. But one thing yeah. I'll say about that trilogy is, and maybe because it is based on a story that existed is yeah, it had a through line. They knew what they were doing. They just did a lot of it, little little too much, but it had, you know, the uh, its foundation was in a, a truth of like a, a story that already existed, and they layered shit on top of it. Either from I don't know, is I don't know if they did any Cimmerian, wherever they pulled that shit about like the creation of Sauron and and all that stuff, and this and it becomes a prequel to Fellowship yeah. as well. Um. Whether it works or not, I don't know. I do kind of like it more than this trilogy for that reason, because this one, as a trilogy, just fails as as a trilogy, as as a three-part structure thing. And yeah. it's uh really unsatisfying it's- when those those uh trails aren't aren't met with a conclusion with with some of the stuff or some characters feel not fully fleshed out, or even they're not even sure what you know they should be doing as well, or like how they should be playing certain things or what type of character they they are namely yeah i mean finn finn has his has his moments and he did another like charge of riding a horse type creature in in this in this movie i guess that's his thing now but uh and he meets up with with another another stormtrooper that um is you know it's, it's just just none of that feels fleshed out as as much and uh the the character and including the characters and in this movie in particular particular sorry i'm kind of just riffing now but i'm thinking of the pace as well if i can bring up the pace and like how much that must have been paramount for jj and and his movies just to have that dun, 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 like going on the next okay yep. okay what's we're this? going here okay, we're going here we're going here well yeah and then it turns up each scene is action it's, or planning yeah. for the next action and i get that it's the the last movie and, and things are kind of wrapping up and in, into a big battle and all that but it just ends up kind of failing on both fronts because in those moments where they need a bit more resonance emotionally and to establish a little bit more characterization it really falls flat and that's where it really needs to come through absolutely in order for I those, mean, those I- action scenes to have anything at stake or to mean anything and when it slows down it's like even worse yeah absolutely it's like oh it's, it's going so much i'm curious when they have a dial and then when they do it's like oh well i guess we're going into the next thing it is 
to me, such a glaring problem with this movie is, is that this is the third movie in a trilogy and how much, how much, how many things are introduced in here every single time it drives me nuts because it's like, stop it. Yeah. This is not the fucking movie to do that. in. things need to be wrapping up, Blue start like too. really hitting home some ideas. Let's start driving home the point on some stuff. And you are adding so much shit into this mm-hmm. where it's like, you're going to introduce it and resolve it. Uh, spoiler alert. They never satisfyingly resolve anything that they introduce into this movie. It kind no. of just is like, even oh, by the, right. the like twilight hour man like the very last moment in the climax they are switching lanes and introducing new shit with palpatine and her and that whole meeting at the end is a f- clusterfuck as with the rest Cluster. of the movie this whole movie is a cluster but that moment where there's just so many even newer ideas placed every single time you see palpatine he's dropping new stuff but in to your point about needing to wrap it up that's kind of how i felt the whole first half and i almost felt like kind of not anxious but just like like huh, looking at my looking at my watch looking at my watch a little bit like they're going on a little introducing side, new characters and there's right new devi- yeah like there's like side three quests. side quests for the first half of this let's, movie is like yeah there's a MacGuffin. let's let's talk about the MacGuffin. that's they, the they immediately get us into back the into the plot okay yeah, so, so let's start with the beginning okay so there's this game called fortnite and you got to play Fortnite <laughs> in order to get the message from Palpatine. <laughs> and if you didn't play Fortnite, <laughs> you gotta... guess what? The dead speak. Let's yeah. just again Reveal. reiterate the dead speak. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> I, I guess that's a Somehow. phrase that, that we're supposed to just like resonate with. You know, one of those classic idioms of the so dead speak. Funny. Oh, yeah. Oh, I totally. It's get so funny how means. right off the bat. Okay. Dead speak. Somehow you returned. Snoke's a clone. You're going to be, they just do that right off the bat. It's like, fuck MacGuffin and movie go. I yeah. wish too that. Like, I would like to think that all of those hooded people in the, <laughs> the uh, arena, a Sith arena uh-huh. are all Snoke's. Yeah. They're, Ooh, all, that's they're, fun. All, they're all just a bunch of Snoke's. No, because they're, no, they're the, Kings. The they're Kings. Are, Didn't you see the end what scene? Are they? <laughs> what are they? That's what Where I was trying to. All of these hooded I like from. are those real people or are those like more ghosts like sith ghosts of all the like i thought i was wondering if that was like a, sith past? a representation of, of like when he's like oh i am all the sith i was like oh and then is that the representation in the back of like those are all the sith that he is or are those just actual people that have been like yeah i've been bankrolling all these sith destroyers and i'm ready to fucking go <laughs> Okay, let's talk about the scissors. Okay, first and off, he just has like okay. he just has like board meetings with them, like every like at Exegol all the time. Exegol. Yes, we will make another that. Snoke clown. At first, Jerry, I thought do you have said, any questions from accounting? I thought they said Exegol, like a icicle, but like an X. Oh, <laughs> I was like, that's a dumb name. It, I mean, Exegol's not a great name either. Yeah. But anyway, the idea is kind of cool, and it's crazy how lame oh, it, it ends up being. But the idea is like kind of kind of cool. Like there's some ideas in here that are cool that just like, ah, okay. I, I, I highlighted some of those in my notes where I would be like, Oh, this is a cool idea. Like, Mm -hmm. I like this. So first off is a dead army, a dead Mm -hmm. Sith army. Cool idea. Pretty secret Sith planet. Yeah. Yeah. Secret Sith planet. All all cool ideas. Really into that. Yeah. No, I don't really have a problem with that. Um, Palpatine bag sucks, but yeah. Palpatine bag sucks for sure. Um, I, yeah. And then, I mean, the festival uh, thing was like pretty fun, but at that time I'm, yeah, I'm looking at my watch. What do you think of force healing? Are you into that? 
I'm into force healing. Yeah, I am too. I, I think it's cool. I, I think it's, it is pretty interesting to introduce this late, but also I love that. And again, I'm using love for this movie, but this not again, but I just, maybe for my first time, um, that's a power that she manifested in a really cool way. That's unique to her that we've never seen before. That's like, Oh, raise a healer. It's fucking cool. Yeah. I like that. Right. Absolutely. Because it's not far fetched for the force, which is really mm -hmm. a connect is the force in my mind is a, about manipulating the force of nature and the force that it binds us all together. Kind of like atoms or, you know, just being so connected to the world. Metachlorians. <laughs> but like yeah so it be her being able to heal makes sense to me mm -hmm. i enjoy that um the bond between her and kylo like whilst uh, I, them making out at the end just drove me a little fucking batty i, I like, like it where where I the like fuck it. did this come do you from? know what i want and then it doesn't even matter really do you know what i want it's, what you want in the yeah <laughs> yeah that's what I, that's exactly what i want and then i want him to like okay go Stay with me. <laughs> yeah, he pulls out and he a, just yeah, like a lightsaber he, dildo. Okay, not a bad idea. But <laughs> oh, uh, no, no you'll see. Bad idea. No, it's a bad idea. <laughs> You're not supposed to agree with that. I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm with you because I think he should just like climax and then disappear at the moment of climax. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just like poof, disappear and then she just falls flat on his clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Him just disappearing is so lame. I hate that so much. I, that's one part I was like kind of okay with. Like, cause that was like, she talked about, oh, I had to give up my force energy to heal uh, this creature that was, that was wounded. And then she did it to Kylo. And I guess that was a mortal injury as well, but she's just really good at it. So maybe it doesn't take all of her powers, but he had like a, how did she get good at it? She had like a, she was like completely de depleted at that point. And then I, I kind of like the idea of that in order to get her back, he really had to give everything and sacrifice himself. Uh. But it also oh, weird, I know weird shit that they introduce late I, game. Like, what are the I rules know. of all of that? It's all just such <laughs> bullshit. Like, where did any of that come from? It's just like pretty much uh, I agree with you on like everything else. I like there's a part of me that kind of likes that. And you I feel like I kind of got it of like, oh, yeah, it, it it took all of his force energy to. But then it is that kind of cake and eat it, too. He didn't immediately disappear. He got to get that kiss. And then he's like, hey, OK, bye. And then it wraps it in a nice loop of like, yeah, how do we deal with the fact that Kylo is a murderer and he's just kind of come back into the fold as a good guy. Now it's like, now nah, we got to get rid of him. We got to get rid of Darth Vader when he comes back around at the end of Return of Jedi. He can't stick around. He, he did too much. Been bad part shit. Of the, he should have been part of the crew from the get go in this movie. Make sure it, it could have been like a Zuko thing, man. That could have been so cool. Yes. Right. Like everybody's like, fuck you, but he's part of the crew uh -huh. because they're all both in. And he knows like, all of Luke Skywalker's teachings. Like he knows right. all. he was his best student. Absolutely. Yeah. There's and just then they so much take of down stuff the Knights of Ren or something. There's so, there's so many. Where did Knights of Ren Knights come fuck from? Ed, Brad. I mean, they talked, what is they talked about him last movie as, as well, or like showed him in like the background of like little, little images. And that ah, just sounds so much cooler than what it is. <laughs> I know. Well, cause of, like, they just like, little, earlier there and then get their ass kicked and then it's over and it's just one of those like introduce it mm -hmm. it's, cut a, it's, it snoke sitch. it's a snoke sitch what do you um, think of them mentioning the holdo we got to do a holdo for mary mary we, himself yeah Maribok, we got to do a holdo maneuver Maribok brandy uh, brandy buck whatever right. his name is Dom, oh, Dominic, yeah. dominic oh he's also in loss 
wonder if that's a connection. But yeah, he's like, what about the Holdo maneuver? All right. Well, God, what a great homage. Oh, isn't this fucking fun? <laughs> that's how I felt the whole time. Do when they drop a line like whatever about droids we never underestimated droid. And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> that drove me nuts about the whole. They like essentially looked right video. down the barrel of the camera, like never underestimate a droid. And then you're like, yeah. <laughs> but then they totally yeah, underestimate a droid because it's, it helps the plot because the C-3PO has to get his mind erased. But then somebody's like, why can't you just store your mind on, uh, on R2? And then mm-hmm. the, he, then three PO is like, R2s are, it's, you know, known for having unreliable storages. And I'm like, that, not that's not true. <laughs> he saved the plans from the Death Star. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's just the most like reliable a, storage in the whole universe. Right. Like the whole first movie of Star Wars was about him storing in a message on there and did it well and took it to the person. And I'm like, this is just bullshit fucking ass. And he still had it. that message like last movie, right? Where he played that same message right. again from that far right. long so ago. What is this R2 storage <laughs> thing? Why couldn't you have stored your... It's like, no, because we have this after this emotional beat and, uh, and just totally fabricated and pull it out of nowhere at the end of the fucking <laughs> at Endgame and you're just like, oh, it just drives me nuts. However, Babu Frick's pretty cool. Babu Frick's cool. <laughs> they, that's a new planet and then what's her name? That's uh, Gary Russell's Harry character. Russell. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I She's got such... Such sexy eyes. <laughs> yeah. And a cool helmet. Got these hot hot eyes. I was like, oh yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't I, see mu- the, the, you know, much of her, but her eyes. And I'm like, wow, those are good eyes though. Those, mm-hmm. those are winners. And and her Smoking and Poe have, have her thing. However, I do kind of I'm more so ship Finn and Poe, if you ask me. Then them them two together, I, I'm I'm into yeah. it. I like I like their Speaking of Poe, I thought kind of fun. He was a spice runner. Dune connection. Spice Malone. Space Malone. Shy Halud. Shy Atreides. Atreides. over that I exclamation pointed it in my notes. I was like, oh, yeah, Poe's a spice runner. Dune connection. Spice Malone. <laughs> I definitely put that one in there. I was like, ooh, Space Malone. Oh, yeah. Spice Malone. I hear about this. This spice running Poe because is yeah is that you know is there a Dune connection there but um yeah that's uh, spice I mean that's gotta that's gotta be purposely yeah, Dune, right. Dune reference right um, I don't know yeah because I mean this this movie came out before that movie but yeah I don't know yeah the story the the origins of Star but obviously Wars the is, Dune uh, has been George Lucas loving loving Dune and doing Dune, wanting yeah, to for sure. make a make a movie like a space opera or whatever um god okay so the the desert coachella thing ends up in this pretty cool action sequence of them getting chased um in these like speeder things they fly now i wrote that down too man i was like it just that that is all and i even wrote which to me is like a great example of what the language of this movie is is that mm-hmm. you can just have a character go like this is a thing now and we just have this to is get, a on thing board, <laughs> get on board and just move on yeah. and just accept it and it was like just, just so funny to hear a like, character oh, okay. in a movie's making it sound so meta where they're like and like look at the camera <laughs> and they fly now <laughs> and you're like they, oh, okay, they being what just like yeah just they <laughs> stormtroopers i guess yeah. i mean it's cool that they do fly but god damn it like, just let them fly you know, why are you gonna say anything about it yeah. <laughs> let, let, us let, enjo- let us enjoy it <laughs> let them cook let them cook <laughs> just, 
Just yeah, like you know. Uh, anyway, so yeah, that there's was a pretty fun action scene, um, and, oh, and I, like, I like so, the worm. Tunnel. It's undercut though. It's undercut for me because uh -huh. they very serendipitously all get sucked into this thing, which they all survive. Not really a lot of drama there. They all just get sucked underground. That's a terrifying deal. idea to get sucked into sand. Oh yeah, but it doesn't really matter because they all are okay mm -hmm. uh, almost immediately, and everybody's underground now. And be like, oh okay, well I guess that's fine. And then then introduces what drove me nuts is that we have this pyramid thing that gets you the coordinates to Exegol, but then they need to get another MacGuffin. This is a double deuce MacGuffin. There's <laughs> there's two that exist, and they what they do what they find down there isn't the fucking wayfinder. What they find is the fucking <laughs> knife. We got to be on the, the perfect perspective point of view in order to put the knife in the perfect spot. I literally the death was star like, crash. Almost Turn the movie off. Like there I were moments in this so review where I just had to like pause it, go have a cigarette outside <laughs> of this fucking movie. Me I have too. to go in there, fucking continue to watch this bullshit where <laughs> I was yelling like, at the screen at times. I'm yelling at the screen because I'm like, fuck you, movie. Like, boo. That, <laughs> that you introduce something like this that is so happenstance, so clearly happenstance. And it just is like you it, uh, it just it is so unnecessary. We don't need the knife. We don't need a majority of this stuff. Again, my rewrite of this get kylo on board because he also mm -hmm. fundamentally almost from the jump wants palpatine dead so why doesn't he become an enemy of my enemy is my friend from the get-go and go like we're going to go kill palpatine together mm -hmm. which then that whole reveal that it's like palpatine wants ray to kill her oh but God. then also has this whole backup plan to suck Ugh. the life force out of I them to then be to then like it just is so fucking dumb. Dude. Yeah, it really is. And that's it sucks so hard. Essentially that, what I was telling the screen the whole time and during during all that stuff. Oh, it really got a craw on my crawdad or whatever the fuck. Yeah. So 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 pal they keep they keep Palpatine alive. They put all the Sith people in him and Snoke was just Palpatine essentially Snoke keeps was just like alive, a, right? a like a puppet to a clone puppet clone puppet thing dad for no need no reason yeah. there's zero reason why and they didn't show like how the no, fuck they fished him out of the whatever shit that they threw him in and return of the jedi because i mean yeah i love that a little bit of that of just like some guys like going some stormtroopers going down and fishing him out of the bottom or some shit like, right and i know something uh, like that because it's it's just like that's such the way that he died now, who's to say he can't fucking come back now? Because he fucking got essentially vaporized in the last one. Vaporized. So it's, so it's like, like somehow, okay. somehow he returned. I, 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 I oh, forgot. I'm, I'm sorry. Somehow, somehow. The dead, I'm glad the dead you brought speak. this up. The dead speak. The dead speak. Um, I'm glad you brought this up because this is something that was really apparent in this movie that I don't really like isn't something that I've never like I hadn't noticed before in these Star Wars movies. But there are multiple times in this movie where people get like super killed. You know, <laughs> when I talk about super killed, it's like somebody you clearly oh, see gets like 
vaporized <laughs> like i talk about like it, it it can be kind of comical to me when somebody gets like super murdered yeah where it's like it's one thing when somebody gets shot and they're like fuck i'm you know like mm-hmm. i'm dying and you kind of like it happens off screen you kind of just like accept it but then there's this there's these moments in film where you clearly see somebody get like <laughs> beyond murder like <laughs> vaporized essentially yeah. and it happens a couple times where there's like a stormtrooper that's like the jetpack guy thing. yeah that, like that goes into the mountain that guy that caught me off guard too i was like that guy's, uh, <laughs> dude yeah, i was like that guy is like microscopic pieces now <laughs> he went from a full-fledged human being to to like particles like in it you know and in your it just made me like, head, somebody's decapitated head on a table too at some point i was like cool. yeah that, that one guy that like gives them the info at the very beginning when they're doing that whole yeah, yeah, the where they go to that kind of like cool weird under underground ice area and they like pull up in the uh, oh, yeah, millennium little, falcon little and then that guy or like chase and the um he feeds them the cable and they like mm-hmm. upload the whatever and that guy gets his head decapitated and you're yeah. like wow there's just some weird like gruesome ass shit in this and it just i, like I the thought Sith I guy at the end too where he like runs to the window and is looking out then they show the explosion but you see his body like get, okay let's talk about richard e grant out. let's talk about richard e grant yeah yeah what else is let's talk about it I love Richard E. Grant. He's, he's like a villain in like most shit because he's just got that face and got that voice he's where so he's great. just like, I feel like he was nominated in a, like an Oscar recently for a recent performance. Okay. He's Something awesome. Like I love Richard E. Grant. Yeah. He was, was like, perfect. Gl- mm. I mean, they, it was kind of unceremonious how uh, Domino yeah. got uh, dispatched with, but I don't know. Some of, some of that turn was kind of, kind of fun, but also like, I just want Kylo to lose was a, was a little hollow as well. We're like, really, man, you don't, you're not into the cause. You seem, you seem enough of like into the cause, not just about power, but I guess he's just all about, all about the power. And if Kylo's going to have it, then, you know, he's just got to take everybody down or whatever. I really didn't like to, in this movie that Kylo just is able to kind of magically appear in, in situations like to Ray. To, yeah like or but like actually appear not that weird force phone call shit that they were doing but it is that I, right it's just kind of visualized a little differently it's not but then there's then there's moments that it's not that like uh-huh. he is actually there on that death star wreckage and just kind of appears i don't know where right oh like, Ray i see is like, going, like he just shows going up going okay, in and he just shows up uh-huh. and then or when they're on the piglet coachella like he just he shows up and then i did like that scene where Ray his ship well, does the well the reason he finds out like, the thing that whatever. is cool awesome. and that was shown in the trailer cool. but the reason he found her at the at the pigcella which is where they push the phone call force call a little too far is when physical fat like physical objects can get pulled pulled. into i don't like that that's where they go too far the connection thing even as you know whatever convoluted and they didn't explain it how i was the one who forged the connection between you and somehow somehow the dead speak Um, it's another yeah i hate that that's the beginning of it but the idea isn't isn't bad and the fact that it comes back in this one sometimes in interesting ways but they use that physical item thing in a in a dumb dumb way because i I don't know or just like a way too convenient exposition sort of way and that's kind of 
you could argue that's how the the origin of it is in the in the second and the eighth one or whatever too is like it's kind of suspect of like oh we just need exposition and in the conversation that they can have uh together in different places to move the plot this along in a different way yeah. I, this movie to me has something in it that has happened like is almost part of a lot of popular filmmaking that is the fucking worst in my mind so this movie is like even more egregious because it's happened and I've seen it before and I hate it. And then for it to be the crux of this makes it suck even harder is that even in this movie, it says I am the one who has been pulling the strings the whole time. Mm-hmm. Cause we're huge James Bond fans the of, your pain. of your pain. Awful. Hate yeah. that. It's it's, sucks so hard in my it's mind so con- it's either convoluted it so or if they, unnecessary if they do plan it's it so- it ends up being reverse engineered right and this whole movie is reverse engineered to to that point but then for them to retroactively fix all those other things to that end is ex- ugh, extremely frustrating because then it tries yeah. to make a cinematic universe out of something that wasn't originally and that speaks to like, oh, Marvel's doing well. Let's try to make a little universe exactly. of like a Thanos exactly. or some shit and, and make it exactly. make it all leading to Thanos. But it's Blofeld. And then they do that fan service thing too. even a little bit. It was like, oh, it's Blofeld in this one where it's yeah, just fucking like they just give so much attention to shit that only matters if you've seen the other ones. And that is just so, such a waste of fucking time when you should be doing something new and original. <laughs> like, I just come up with something and it's else. A, I don't know. What it's one of those things where, like, how markets, like, a, a trend in a market has actually been fostering, right? And it's, then you, it takes almost, like, years for it to, like, a prevailing trend to manifest, and oftentimes what happens is, is that the people who all these big movers and shakers that move so slowly end up implementing a trend. It's no longer po- like a trend, any like an interesting trend because it has already been done before. Mm-hmm. And this is just another great example of it. And, and Spectre did it too, where Marvel had done this years before. And people loved it because they're like, oh, I really like the idea that these characters live in the same universe and there's this interconnectivity to it. And I, you know, can get on board and find that interesting. And then that had happened. And then years later, they finally get around to making these movies and implement those trends. And you're like, I fucking hate this because now I've I've already seen this. So already it's like not new like wildly interesting and then also too the the bigger problem in my mind is is how much it devalues things Mm, like that had previously happened instead of like working in service of creating value Mm -hmm. in a way that is more unique and interesting Mm -hmm. you're just like piling on or like taking what you have and changing it. Mm -hmm. And that's not fun and cool and interesting. Mm -hmm. Like I don't need like the idea that Blofeld is behind uh, Silva's shit is stupid and it's Mm -hmm. unnecessary. And just like in this movie is like, 
what if what is more interesting to me is is like what if snoke was like how sith are there's only two sith there's a master and an apprentice and they're always in flux because as a sith you the apprentice is going to kill the master and then so there's a point that Mm. happens where the master has to start defending itself because they're going to be overtaken. And there's this whole like duality because the Sith is all about power and that power struggle is going to be infinitesimal, like infinite. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's always going to be power exists, new power comes in. That power is going to try to control that younger power. And then the younger power is going to be like, fuck the older power. I'm going to kill you and overtake you. Mm -hmm. And then the cycle continues. But like, why make it a puppet situation? Why not? You know, like, why not even I like you don't even need to fuck with it. In my mind, it's like Snoke was maybe the apprentice and 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 Palpatine was the master. Mm -hmm. And what ended up happening is, is that the apprentice got killed by a stronger Jedi. And then we're where we're at now. But like the I the need to have it all be this orchestrating of your own like of your pain shit is so fucking dumb yeah and it's it's a combination of that and also i feel like they are trying to satisfy the beats of return of the jedi almost where it is that where kylo is to darth vader as palpatine is to the palpatine back then because they don't have any new fucking things they just got to just do palpatine again oh yeah you gotta just keep and then put him on the throne and then have this power struggle and then kylo make the turn and then have and then have him die and not have to atone <laughs> for for everything he's done and it's just so clean and uh ends up being lazy as as well but to this trilogy in in general i i just more and more and and, and especially this last time i watch it it just frustrates me to have it be so, be so revolved around I mean, if we said this right at the, off the bat but skywalkers and palpatines and have that always what it comes down to when you actually do have the beginnings of very interesting characters and Finn um, who is something new, like his character is a new idea of like a stormtrooper taking his helmet off oh, interesting. and, and, and becoming a part of the resistance is just so, a, so good of an idea. Really cool thing. And even, you know, I know Poe is essentially a Han, Han Solo. Solo. Yeah. yeah. So it's, there are the, the analogs, um, but Ray being a healer, but he's not healer, though. And then he's being, not fundamentally he's also not though because he is trying to work like poe having a conversation with holdo in the last jedi where there's that power struggle that he, he's there he actually care there. yeah he doesn't just care about himself and the money he's, he like already is right. like into the like in it and the resistance. he is into yeah. it yeah he's mm-hmm. totally into he it and the then cause, there's right? so much of that in in this movie too where he is like the leader of the resistance mm-hmm. and there's That's so much attention paid to him like in the cockpit when they're fighting all of the um the star destroyers of like man so much otis and so much pressure and so much importance is placed on the fact that i'm leading this team Mm -hmm. into battle and our downfall is really a representation of my inadequacies like that's not something really han solo ever had to fuck with it's fair like han solo was just way more of like very simply so rogue, put is like man. just trying to care more about the world that he's a part of. Mm-hmm. Like that's all that he needed to get to, but he Poe is cared about that world. Yeah. But he, but interestingly for him is that he has cared about what that means in a different way than maybe the establishment or mm-hmm. maybe whatever. 
But yeah, he's been there from the beginning, getting the, yeah, from the very first scene of The Force Awakens, yeah. Yeah, just being like on board with what the resistance is about Mm -hmm. and not ending up being like a a spice runner that his arc is going from, I writ like, none of this matters. You know, what really matters is whether I'm getting paid, Mm -hmm. what I'm, I'm doing is interesting to me, yada, yada. It's like, he's always cared a fair amount about what the overall objective for the resistance has been, which is, yeah, a new take on that, which is a more modern take, which is an interesting take, Mm -hmm. but yeah. And then, yeah, um, I just, what's, uh, is it Rose? Is that her? her Rose. Name? Well, yeah. I mean, she's another Gets character totally sidelined. sidelined. Yeah. And I, I thought she was interesting as, as well about being, you know, these, uh, these displaced people that are displaced by whatever first order, final order, fuck you order, whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> Empire. Yeah. Fucks mm-hmm. you back. Fuck uh, you order. <laughs> um, you know, and, and that whole, and that's been, pl- um, a part of the Mandalorian and, and even parts of Andor and the, and these shows. And I think those have just been so much more successful about telling those, those stories about, about those people, as opposed to the people in power or the Skywalkers and Palpatines and similar message I shared with, uh, on, on last episode as well, but, um, they could have definitely followed through with that a little bit better for me in terms of the, that but there was just so there's so many threw so fucking much into this movie and it's uh it's been hard to track i feel like we've been going through a fair amount i mean there was yeah the, yeah we can start getting we can start I'm, getting to like i feel our, like I'm, I'm probably gonna just go through some of my notes and see if there's anything safe. like yeah we'll just do that there was a light speed skipping that seemed like crazy but he's just such a good pilot i like how good good of a pilot he is but still it seems like nuts how do you light speed skip like that without crashing? Um, somehow you're trying a, a, a line that um, I can't. Yeah, I can't remember uh, Carrie Russell's character. Uh, her name is, but I love this line that she mm-hmm. gives where she meets Ray for the first time, and then she says this: "Not that you care, but I think you're okay." And oh, I was yeah. gonna say this, say that in some capacity to you. <laughs> just like it's such a weird line yeah there's some it's weird like, ones james it's not that you care but i think you're pretty i think you're okay <laughs> i need it's your help a, we need your help it's such a weird line <laughs> i just couldn't get over it i also thought it was interesting that the andor system is where they go uh-huh. the andor system i mean um kind of yeah, yeah i don't know kind of like touching on waves like too i love i love some of the scenery i i, I put i made a lot of notes that there was Definitely. like scenery stuff like set piece stuff the wreckage of a death star that like a lightsaber lightsaber battle on the wreckage of a death star like you'd see jj come in the room and he tells you that like fuck yeah jj yeah, go for it. yeah or like fighting on top of the death star with like these um horse creatures or whatever cool like yeah i was way more into it this time than i know last time for some for whatever reason i'm like this is lame (laughs) but i i I understood more that it was like closer that for some reason like i thought they were in space or something i'm like how are they doing that no yeah they're like but they're like about to take off or like they're kind of hovering over Mm exegol or whatever um and they were doing all that shit on top of this shit yeah that that worked for me a bit better this time 
Um, I almost thought one of the characters in the bar was Detective Crashmore. And then I looked up Detective Crashmore from my, and an actor from I Think You Should Leave. Do you know what his name is? No, what is it? Biff Whiff. On IMDb, that's his name. Biff Shut Whiff. Shut the fuck up. Dude, look up Biff Whiff. And it made me so happy. I was like, whoa. So he's not in Rise of Skywalker. Biff Whiff Unless is he's lit. like uncredited or something. But that that bar with all the cool like practical effects, aliens and robots and stuff. I like, die or whatever he says. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, <laughs> I love that. He's line. in the new season too. So. Oh, that was something. I went in here just throwing week. my hands around, throwing my head around. I just thought I'd wreck the place. <laughs> in the news that was something about this weekend that i really loved is like watching i think you should leave with people is yes. really one of those things that i just find so much fucking like pure joy in yes because i just remember cedric introducing it to him in his face <laughs> the entire time i kept looking over and he's just like what the fuck is going on? what is wrong with this guy what is wrong with you people like you almost like there's just a question of like am Are i you okay do i know nuts people like not so people because this is the craziest shit i've ever yeah. seen that makes zero sense and it just makes me so fucking happy to just like laugh with people where why is oh, he yelling so much yeah. fuck you <laughs> <laughs> i love uh, it love it yeah biff with uh bobby frick was a, was pretty good facetime lightsaber battle uh um ray's evil lightsaber was fucking cool it like spun yeah, around and then it was like yeah, a double okay. prong thing that you could and then it like spun back around to a darth maul uh, sort of say uh, it was that like was a darth cool. maul situation yeah but then a double yeah. blade as well that was sweet um, more more I, stuff like that and then she gets the yellow saber at the end too double ray battle yeah i got that and then mm -hmm. um harrison's back that harrison's there was that back. moment that was harrison. a good moment those two are, are good actors you know? you know what's weird is that it was supposed to be leia there but all of the leia stuff oh, okay. too i will say that i because that was one of my uh, close to my first notes because she comes into this obviously like um kind of early in the movie because she's you know like boots on the ground person and mm -hmm. um very unsettling is <laughs> what I would say about that. Is like always unsettling because she's never really talking to somebody. She's more <laughs> just talking into a void and then people are reacting to it. And it's just, it's so unsettling and I really don't care for it. And I made the point last pod about this of like, I don't for the life of me understand why they let her, they killed her and then brought her back yeah like if anything why not just have killed her and had to deal with the fallout of that mm -hmm. and then that would have been better for the story because she did die like why not like it, it just it continues to baffle me mm -hmm. that you Same. went and went and killed her mm -hmm. but then brought her back to life like why don't do that you know yeah, it was make the smarter decision to just go like we're going to let sleeping dogs lie and let Carrie Fisher and where she did end in her real yeah, get, life. Get Poe and Finn forward. as generals at the end. And then they have right, to which they do out. have that moment where they're like major general. And they have the I like see. Yeah, I'm telling you, those two together is, is pretty I, fun. Yeah. And like the small moments they have. Uh, I mean, it's they were they've been together throughout the trilogy, but I, I, their their chemistry in this one is figured out. And like them being like. Though leaders uh co-leaders was kind of like an interesting idea of yeah but um i know they were probably just trying to like make make fun of and and it was probably purposeful but 
when he like when she throws the lightsaber and then Luke catches it and it's like Jedi weapons deserves more respect. I know I, I wrote like, Luke, Luke is but, sassy but, AF and he just can't stop himself from being a sassy motherfucker. But he I threw just, it in the last in the end of Force Awakens. Right, of course. Yeah. So I guess that's just like, nonetheless he's, he's he just like now. gives her shit even in death. He can't help himself. It was just so weird to. He's me gone full Yoda. Being yeah, Luke being as sassy as he is because, and then also too, there's that whole flashback of Leia and young Luke. So we got that like. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna bring that up. Aging stuff. Uh huh. And then I w- I thought that was weird. Interesting how it was seen. Kind of liked it, but I don't know. It looks. I'm not. I'm not thrilled about the inner like introducing the concept of Leia being a Jedi weirdly i don't know i'm sorry like it's it's a weird concept to me to introduce such late game because obviously that wasn't part of any of the original trilogy i could understand her having force sensitivity for sure but i don't understand why she needs to necessarily be a lightsaber wielding jedi like i I don't know come um, at come at me people but like i that's just i don't know it's it's fine i always just envisioned her as being such a wonderful leader and general and having some force sensitivity where she could kind of be like, Oh, I can sense that certain things are happening. So I'm going to use my general status to like get our forces there and help the situation. Mm -hmm. But I just don't, I don't, I don't know. It's weird to me that she is a, like a lightsaber wielding Jedi. It didn't. Yeah. It doesn't do much because it only has that one scene of her using one. And it's like, and that I was just going to bring this up too. Cause it's like, well, first of all, the, I think the de-aging worked somewhat tastefully cause it was like dark lighting dark and, then, lighting, they, and yeah. then they had helmets. And so that kind of like put a framing device Boxes it in. Yeah. It it's just like, really we just well. have to de- de-age yeah. just this little area. Yeah. Right. It's the uncanny Valley is a little yeah. more easy to deal with, but, um, but back to that, her becoming a Jedi. Yeah. It was just such a weird, like, Oh, by the way, she totally nailed her Jedi performance and passed the test. But then it says if she couldn't go on to be a Jedi because she had this prophecy about her son dying. It, it is such a throwaway fucking line. I had to rewind and be like, wait, what did they just say? So she didn't become a Jedi because she had this and it just didn't say how it just said she got this prophecy of Kylo, her son dying. What happens at the end of this movie? He dies. He dies. Yeah. Okay. So, well. he, so he dies when in this prophecy that they're talking about and why introduce it now? And why talk about her? I, I get what you're saying, man. It's like, it's just to what end and what, and we don't see her fuck with the lightsaber or do any other Jedi stuff besides force powers, which is fine. Cause last Jedi establishes that the force is a lot more like ever, ever present in the and universe. I made the point and is Finn, I did not care for her Finn as well, is kind though, of feeling, that, Finn is yeah. feeling it at times. Oh, you didn't like that? Or just in the last no, movie, the, last movie. Didn't the, well, in the last movie, because that was the first time ever that Leia is like so force, mm. not just force sensitive, but like has Jedi powers. And again, it was just so fucking weird to me that we know that Carrie Fisher passed away. There's a scene which she dies. Then she uses force powers that we, that I at least had never understood her to ever have to zip her back into the ship. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed insane to me. I had a hard time point where it was almost like comical where i was like where the fuck did this come from and how was she able to do this and why are we introducing this now to never really ever talk about it mm-hmm. and it just drives a lot nuts. of that stuff yeah where it's just like oh yeah and this cool thing and this cool thing anyways let's go get mm-hmm. that mcguffin um yep 
And that was just a weird explosion prophecy thing. Never been readier. Was just like never, never been more ready. Never been readier. <laughs> I, never been readier. I, uh, bones never that, a good sign. But the fact that Death Stars and the uh, Death, yeah, no, Death just a uh, Star Destroyers. I'm sorry, Star Destroyers in this movie have Death Star abilities. Yeah, I was Crazy. like. Fuck those you, are those dude. those are those real nasty exegol ships that they have like three hundred of, and so dude, yeah, just so fuck. How off long have they shit. just been on exegol, just building that shit under the ground? All those I'm guys. I'm sorry, but around. you can't like you and they, and they're just talking about like how like the works before this when you do this shit yeah. is like they have this whole backup army that they could have used at any time they're like no we've just been saving it for no this no we've just been moment. saving it yeah even though we talked so much in last get week. this they also have this new technology you never knew that they had <laughs> guess what it's like more stronger than the everything ever before <laughs> and it's just like dude fuck off yeah i'll straight up um force pulling laser blasts cool i remember that i don't know just they do that yeah. in force awakens right off the bat but there was a the battle where she's Ray's kind of doing that a lot of a lot of laser redirecting, and I really like that uh-huh. as a force power, just like like forcing it in a different different direction. Um, oh, what is that? What is that part? Where is it? Look at this! Look at this! <laughs> just I feel like Poe. I forget which scene. He's just like, look at this! Look at this! And he just keeps saying that. Um, so long, Sky Trash. That's what uh, Carrie. Russell's hey, my, my actual my actual note was of course every star destroyer has a planet killing laser comma puke <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a lot of my <laughs> like, ending with just like lame <laughs> fuck you movie oh god yeah. so many hooded people i would like to imagine them all as snokes uh lando did it palpatine gets vaporized pretty sweet <laughs> That was pretty sweet. Yeah, that was a cool effect. <laughs> like, yeah, like, really and then just does some blasts. Like, like, He's like, I love it. His voice is amazing. Him coming back, like all that's, I don't know. I love that actor and him. His voice is really cool, but just don't need Palpatine. Um, I don't know. What can you set me up for a joke real quick? Yeah. Uh-huh, yep. Can you be that old woman that comes up to Ray? Oh, I'll yeah. Be, and uh-huh, I'll be Ray. Uh-huh. It's a, she can uh-huh, paraphrase whatever, whatever. She's, yeah, she's yeah. like, there hasn't been anyone here for a while. Who are you? Yeah, so I got do you. something I got like you. that, and then mm-hmm. do the like Ray who. Yeah. Hey, what are you doing here? There hasn't been anybody here in ages. This used to be the Skywalker residence. Who are you, Ray? But what's your last name, Romano? <laughs> <laughs> yeah (laughs) 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 that's that's my that's my dad joke for today (laughs) i was i was like cracking myself up and having that was the most fun i had the whole movie was making that joke to myself and i was laughing i was like hey cara did you hear my ray romano joke (laughs) it's the same shit with the piglet at piglet coachella where it's like why would a random person ever pressure somebody into getting their full last knee like that is so solo thing (laughs) it's so call you solo like ham-fisted for anybody to that is a complete stranger 
to be like, oh, but what's your last name? And make such a point of like, oh, but tell me your last name. We as pig people need to know like, last names. Need to know last names. I yep. would like to and know your last name because I am a pig person and that's how we do things around here. Uh, this story was by four people and it was originally going to be directed by like Colin Trevorrow, right? And then they like changed that uh, one second. Yeah, Colin Trevorrow. Great idea. Just have J.J. Abrams to a Ryan Johnson to a Colin Trevorrow who needs the same director for each movie. Why would you do that? Um, Colin Trevorrow's done what else? He's like done Jurassic World, I think. That's right. The, yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Right. Which right. are... What they are. Um, let's M- moving away from reviews, this yeah. movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's do reviews. I mean, now before we get into reviews, on a scale of, I have a question for you. On a scale Shush. of, uh, uh, out of a hundred, like Rotten Tomato score. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think mm. the critics mm. are going to give the new Indiana Jones movie? Oh, I cheated and looked at the running score right now, which only has like some. Oh, it has a running score. Because I was trying to see if we were looking for a movie next time. Oh, damn. Okay. Our eyes on the score. But I can ask you that question because I I think I remember what it was. Okay. And I don't think it's like complete yet. I think there's like 60 reviews or something. Yeah, because it it was shown at Can, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say it's going to get a 65 close 56 just reverse that and, and you're there even worse oh my yeah. god dude it's gonna be like yeah oh, it's boy. a send-off it's emotional it has those beats that like oh it's good to see see indy oh, see off again maybe mangold god. does some interesting i don't know yeah. what do you think the dial of destiny is about can yeah. we just like rap about this before we <laughs> you know it happens what do you think the dial of destiny i think it's going to be some type of time travel thing, yeah, right? yeah it has to be it's some gonna be some so time, is time it, reset thing or something right so do you think it's going to be some send off to him? Do you think the power is going to be you can travel yourself back in time or you can. What would be the what would be the other thing I could think of? Yeah, I don't know. I was wondering if there's a way that it like reverses versus artif- all of like, time or like artifacts in some way to their original state. Or something like that so they can get i don't know i'm trying to think how it comes into like it, i guess it is an artifact itself but i'm i'm wondering if i'm trying to think how specific it's going to be is it going to be something that like it reverses time altogether mm-hmm. or is it something that like a person can control and mm-hmm. then themselves are able to travel in time mm-hmm. yeah maybe and it's and it's like nazism is bad like the guy the bad guy is like a nazi again or something right so yeah sure, he's trying to bring sure, sure, sure bring that whole thing is this going to be set in like late 60s i think late 60s so gonna be like hippie shit is gonna be in this right Mm -hmm. do you imagine if the beatles are in this movie (laughs) 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 and indy runs into the beatles we got a really big show we got a (laughs) we got an archaeologist here (laughs) (laughs) indy (laughs) boy Hey, Indy. <laughs> like, I don't know. What's, I would like to say. What's, I, what's I a like dial to, of destiny? Can I try? Oh, dial of, di- yeah, dial of destiny. That, that's a good one for a new song, if you yeah, ask me. My name's Ringo. I like to like make songs with alliteration. <laughs> that sounds fun. <laughs> I just, I... Uh, <laughs> the movie's... Oh, I God, got here. a dial of <laughs> destiny. A dial of destiny. <laughs> 
<laughs> when are we going to hit the apex? So this is a question. This is a good example or a good question for this in general. This is like, are we going to hit a point where we cut this shit out and go like, we're not going to just keep like these IPs alive because they're not they are doing well box office, I think. Which There's is new ones being made is a thing. Like, I don't know. You, like, is there an apex? I guess I'm just so like curious from a philosophical question, right? <laughs> of like, when do we just reach that point of like, people are sick and fucking tired of these rehashings because every outing that these rehashings like have, they're not well received we go to see it because people are like sheeple and they're like, I like this and I'm going to go see it. But I don't, that's got to, mm -hmm. that juice has got to run out. I point, think how right? it's, I, I mean, maybe this is a bummer for, for me to say, but I honestly think that's how it's always been and how it's always going to be in some way. Yeah. Like, yeah, it. but, it, but it's like, <laughs> but it's, it's very difficult. I'm sure for you to pitch something new where it's completely new and you're like, this is like nothing you've seen before. Right. It's much easier to be like, Hey, I got a new idea for a movie. It's a mix between fast and Indiana furious. Jones and fast and furious. Yeah. There's like a team of architects that drive cars and, and go around the world. And, and it's not, right. it's not just yeah. Indiana Jones. It's a team this time. And they're all architects and they, that's like their thing. It's like monuments men a little bit too. And uh, it takes place in like, a period piece. And then we see this being like a multiple picture deal. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're what do you guys Honey think? Man, there is such a great movie to watch on a hotel TV. Mm, yeah, it's a good background hotel movie for sure. Really bitching background. Hotel. I think I had Dark Knight Rises recently and I was just like, yeah, that was this is nice. But yeah, yeah or Gladiator. Right. Gladiator was. Yeah, was a good Gladi oh, you love it. I love a gladiator. I, I mean, there's going to be a second one of that too. Um, but you know what? Speaking of loving things and hating things, let's get into these reviews. Okay. <laughs> I believe you. Um, Jump in the line. Rock your body in time. Okay. Oh, speaking of which, aren't right. they making I heard they are making a Beetlejuice too. I saw some. Mm -hmm. uh, I some feel like we talked about it on the podcast. Shots mm -hmm. of. Um, of, we talked about it already, but yes. Yeah. What's her face? Um, Winona. Yeah, Nona. Yeah, Nona. I only just met her. <laughs> hey, I'm like, bit, 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 bit. I'll be all night. I, I'm still I, my Ray Romano one. I'm very proud of, but I can tell it, it's it's uh it's very cheesy, but it's very funny oh. to borrow Mike Hamford. <laughs> it's very very, very, very. funny. Um, <laughs> Star Wars Rise of Skywalker is sitting at a 52% uh, from critics. It has an 86% from, from audience. The audience side, let's check out some negative critic reviews. See what's going on here. Uh, from Vox. Let's try Vox with a 30. Alyssa Wilkinson. The Rise of Skywalker falls somewhere between an overstuffed fan service finale and a yawn fest. The Force Awakens kicked off a new cycle in the franchise, and The Last Jedi set it up to push beyond its familiar patterns. The Rise of Skywalker, for the most part, runs screaming in the other direction. This uh, one is from Movie Nation uh, by a certain critic called Roger Moore, so I'm just going to go for it. It's from Roger Moore. It's a 38. All right, B. 
Three films in, and Ridley has mastered the fierce scowl and stick the landing poses of a superhero movie. She has not in any sense created a character who moves us with her expressions of fear or grief. Every time somebody she cares about dies, it's dry tears all around. Wow, really not a big fan of, of Ray, I guess. Um, let's go to Vanity Fair with a 40, Richard Lawson. It's a turgid, turgid rush, mm -hmm. right? Is it tur turgid? Don't see that word often. Yeah. It's a turgid rush but toward a conclusion I don't think anyone wanted. Not the people upset about whatever they're upset about with The Last Jedi. I feel like it has something to do with Luke being depressed and with women having real agency in the story. Nor any of the more chill franchise devotees who just want to see something engaging. Really calling out the people who didn't like Last Jedi in the middle there. Um, from something that's tied into this movie. From time, Stephanie Zacharek. I don't think, any, I don't know. It's hard to imagine anybody being happy with this movie. Even like it was just set up for a hard time for anyone to, to stick this landing. From time, 40, Z Stephanie Zacharek. This overloaded finale directed by J.J. Abrams is for everybody and nobody. A movie that's sometimes reasonably entertaining, but that mostly feels reverse engineered to ensure that the feathers of the Star Wars purists remain unruffled. In its anxiety not to offend, it comes off more like fanfic then the creation of actual professional filmmakers, a bot would be mm. able to pull off a more surprising movie. Wow. Ooh, Chad GPT, get at it. Ahead of her time, Stephanie already saying a bot yeah, should be Chad writing G episode 10. Um, uh, uh, maybe do like one, two more from entertainment weekly. Darren Franich. We need a new franchise designation for the stumbling bloodless con conglomeration of what once was. Rise of the Skywalker isn't an ending, a sequel, a reboot, or a remix. It's a zombie. <laughs> in your head, in your head. <laughs> Zombie. <laughs> uh, I'll do one more from David Sims. He gave it a 50. Oh, David, you dog. And from the Atlantic, the Rise of Skywalker is a fitting epitaph for the thrills and limits of repetition. May it be the last episode of a saga that should have ended long ago. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's surprising because you loved fucking Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, long ago. So before Last Jedi, I would assume. Yes. <laughs> no, you loved it. <laughs> Um, forget the past, destroy it if you have to. Whatever, whatever you say. Um, okay, so audience reviews positive. Let's check Here them out. Ten out of ten from mate usage. Mate usage. I'll just say that. Yep. This movie really surprised me. I didn't like Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and Han Solo, so I wasn't expecting so much from this last one. But The Rise of Skywalker is a very good movie. Much better than I was expecting. The action scenes are great. The lightsaber fights are awesome. And the characters are way more likable in this movie than the previous ones. Yep. Uh, Can I interject with a really quick hot moment? Yeah. I, I did a poll amongst my uh, friends on Slack. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to ask you this before I tell you the results. Okay. James, who do you think is the most woke out of these two <laughs> what who do you think's the most woke okay. this is the question I okay all right the most all right. woke all right, all right. jesus <laughs> or satan 
What? <laughs> Who do you think is the most woke? I, I had to know today. I had to know. It was I a, don't know an answer. It was a thought question. that came into my head. I don't Who know. Who do you think is the most woke? Jesus or Satan? I guess I'll go with Jesus. Fuck. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> what am I walking into here? <laughs> You'd be wrong. Paul, Paul amongst my friends is Satan's the most woke. Yeah, that means that's more fun. That's a more fun answer. <laughs> definitely. That's definitely a more fun answer. I would have had more fun saying that, but I didn't. <laughs> and then I just I, I even talked to people at work about this because I came up with a whole chat. Satan's GPT. kick ass. He's badish. I was like, uh, ask chat GPT. Can you write me a Facebook post? Uh, explaining why Jesus is woke. <laughs> it was a pretty, fun, pretty funny response. Yeah, but. <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, continue. <laughs> I was on. I was really expecting something to do with Star Wars. <laughs> it surprised me. <laughs> it was like Kylo or Ray, and <laughs> that's great. That's great, man. So these there's some long ones on uh, some long reviews as well from from fans but i'll i'll peruse this one from dylan McAllister. gave it five stars as a definite spirit-filled youngster in his early and almost mid-20s the new light or rise of skywalker as the corporate title name ought to be an experience for not just one but three generations and out of this world and above beyond quality strong and journey spiritually which is most important culturally diversity worldly and financially and even physically the ripple effects of one of the greatest stories, present, past, or future tense, are to be sensed and cherished. This might be a chat GPT thing. <laughs> Having actually not basked in the actual epic as it should be the longest of all nine, respectively, my personal opinion, along with many who are sending in their hearts cry, is biased and in further need of development. Honoring the original vision and creative genius of Mr. George Lucas Jr., regardless of how as a living legend legend in his mid seventies, expanding Skywalker ranch and being a family man, still inspiring a generation of including yours. Truly the meaningfulness of what, what this is and was always truly supposed to be all about is quite like the twin sons of Tatooine (laughs) or that stands still to this day as one. If one of, if not of his favorite scene from the entire saga. Okay. I can't do anymore. Uh, but that's, that is, has 136 people found that review helpful. So I thought I should read it. And that goes to show if you're going to review reviews like these other people, that's the type of thing you're, you're looking for. All right, let's see this next one from Cameron Johnson, five stars as a definite spirit filled youngster in his early, almost mid twenties, the new light or rise of Skywalker as a corporate. Wait a minute. (laughs) Let's go to the next one. There's just (laughs) Someone's got a copy paste of this shit or like a copy pasta. <laughs> copy shit. pasta. Isn't that funny? The first, the first two are that. So I don't know. I don't know what that is, but it's, it's pretty amazing. And it always ends in like a parentheses. It's so weird. Um, okay. I'll do like one more. Sorry to fuck with everybody. Um, from Dan Castroy, five stars. I was two and was going on three when a new hope came out yet watched in for the first time on Showtime when I was eight years old and have been a fan of star Wars since then. And I thoroughly enjoyed this film. My opinion, it was a major improvement over The Last Jedi. And it was great seeing not only Billy D. Williams and Ian McDermott back, but Dennis Lawson as well. Sure, he had a one-second cameo, but it was still welcome. Some people seated near me were stunned, yet in a good way, when I told them he is Ewan McGregor's uncle. 
<laughs> those people yep. are like, don't talk people to me. Are like, don't, don't talk to me. Don't about talk it. to me. I don't know if they were stunned about that. Uncle. <laughs> ah, they were so stunned. <laughs> ah, don't bother me. Um, so can't, oh, so can't wait to purchase it. This film is my third favorite of the Skywalker saga after the Empire Strikes Back and Revenge of the Sith. But of wow. But of all the movies, including Rogue One and Solo, it's my fourth favorite after Rogue One. Got it. John Williams' score never disappoints either. I did cry when Leia died, which makes sense because we we the fans lost Carrie Fisher in 2016. And seeing Mark Hamill back as Luke, a la Force Ghost, made me happy because he finally gave us this Luke Skywalker we wanted to see in The Last Jedi. Plus Harrison Ford back as Han Solo, playing the memory of his son, Ben Solo, who is Kylo Ren. And it helps to start the path of Ben's redemption, which Ben's redemption is well done too. Ben Demption. <laughs> Overall, a great movie. Those who, didn't, would... those who didn't like it, to each his own. Oh, well, great. <laughs> Thank that's God. Nice. It's not like, hey, if you don't like this movie, that's okay. You're entitled to your opinion as well. <laughs> that Ben Demption arc. <laughs> I'm a big Ben Demption. <laughs> big Ben Demption guy. Fan, yeah. That's my favorite arc. <laughs> yeah. These are pretty long. A lot of these, it's like hard to really boil this down. This one has a lot of emojis, uh, but at the end it says, I'll be watching this masterpiece along with every star Wars film. I fell in love with for the rest of my days. And I hope you will too. And in all parentheses, grab your lightsaber, climb back on board the millennium Falcon, hold on tight. And most importantly of all, may the force be with you now and forever. And then a bunch of happy face emojis. Hold your butts. Yeah. It also starts with O M. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I like how that's spelled. That um, is great. Yeah, and uh, there, yeah, there's some people out here that are pretty vociferous about their uh, their love for it. Um, but I I haven't met these people. It's interesting. I haven't talked to a single person that uh, liked this movie. I guess I don't. I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. Maybe you guys have gathered that throughout this this recording. Um, but I'm not super invested in it. And if it's a bad movie, it's, it's a bad movie. I don't really care uh, if it fucked with something that I really cared about. I'm, I'm, I'm so interested in your opinion, Brandon, because I think you share that too, where it's like, yeah, it's star Wars, you know, like it's, it is what mm-hmm. it is. Um, but the, and then yeah, we can get to, to, to show your, uh, your opinion on the last one was interesting just in terms of filmmaking when other people are so hyper focused on like the, what star Wars should be. Um, I think I like where we where we come from in this discussion of these two movies. Uh, it has been a wild ride, even just within this one movie. And then the two together is just like, what a fucking head head spin you get from from trying to jump between these two. Why people found it polarized. Yeah, honestly, I'm surprised there's such a high score from the audience. I thought this would be a little bit more middling from both sides to find that's the case. And then to see these reviews. um liking it ranking it highly with their other star wars movies and thinking it's a great send-off tells me that that fan service kind of worked pretty well there's a good amount of it in this movie and uh even if it's in their mind subtle at certain points other times it's very not very not subtle but uh it tells me those things worked uh things moved at a pace that it kept them interested in a yeah i feel like in a in a roller coaster sort of way um but I don't know, man. Anytime I stop and look around and, and think for a while, it just things weren't adding up and being concluded. 
And then even to the, the, like we said, the twilight hour with Palpatine, he's like saying, okay, so you got to kill me. And then all the Sith become you, but if, Guess what? <laughs> if Kylo shows up and then you guys have this whole bond thing together, then by the way, I can suck your powers suck. into me. And then you guys pass out. You don't fully die, but I suck your powers. They're into me. I can do lightning. They can fuck with the spaceship. See you, see you Kylo in a little bit. Ray can come back, use one lightsaber, do the classic lightsaber lightning thing, but a two lightsaber lightning thing. That's what you really want because that's going to dis disintegrate Palpatine yet again. Oh, and then by the way, Kylo and, I do kind of like this part, but still Kylo comes back and uh, you can revive her with her with all that is introduced so fucking quickly and all the Sith ghosts and the, wow, what a thing. Um, but should I just run into my review? Do you want yeah, to start? go for it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're doing it. Yeah. Go for it. Go uh, for it. Yeah, yeah. This one was less preferable than last Jedi. I, I, uh, I would prefer that one and I still had my issues with that, but I over overall thought that one was a pretty fun star Wars movie that I would rank pretty highly of within my star Wars movie ranking if i had to do one um this one had a difficult runway set up for it to land and and do a good job and it was befuddling as we talked about in our conversation of them introducing new things and having a lot thrown in into the into the final moments of of this trilogy and it almost seemed like a better idea to kind of have those final moments of like character characters having dialogue a little more dialogue heavy and talking and and uh getting into what needs to be done to, in order to to conquer things instead it was very much like MacGuffin, go try to get it that didn't work out so come up with new plan and sometimes when they were sitting there talking about their plans i'm like <laughs> i would be the guy in the back being like wait what do we do i have a question i didn't fully follow that oh we're going okay we're going okay i don't know what my job is and they just go and uh it didn't leave me like wanting to hang on to every narrative aspect but just enjoy the ride and just enjoy the ride and and see what there is to see on these different planets and stuff and that's not really what you want for a third one you want to be invested in the final moments yeah. of these characters that have been built up for two movies uh and what their arc is going to be ending on and all of those things um yeah, are most important at the end. And it is real failure of not only this movie, but the entire trilogy as much as like, yeah, I mean, like Last Jedi is like its own thing. And even Force Awakens is fine as well for what it is. But in terms of the the trilogy, it is truly like mind blowing that this thing uh, worked out the way it did after Disney acquires Star Wars. And, and they just almost seem like they're just counting their eggs before they hatch or something in terms of writing a, a cohesive story to this new property that they have. And that is upsetting that it's not handled better when that was such a big, big fucking deal. And they've done other, other things like TV shows and rogue one ain't bad. Um, but this, this large sort of saga that they wanted to not only have its, its own thing, but conclude the Skywalker thing and, and do all this stuff. It, a lot of it rang hollow, especially in this movie. Every moment they wanted me to feel something in this movie, I was just like snooze. Like I, it did not hit. And even the final thing uh, about her being a Skywalker, I don't know. It just didn't, didn't mean anything to me. The title doesn't mean anything to me. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I made this point to you before. I feel like in, uh, like in a conversation where like, I almost wanted her to say Palpatine. 
yeah me her, too right for her to like uh, own that name and and, re, uh -huh. and repurpose it for like no that's gonna i'm gonna be such a good person that i'm going to change what that means maybe but then i thought about it some more i'm like that'd be funny if it's like if you did that scene again it's like ray who hitler winstone <laughs> ray hitler <laughs> yeah right <laughs> I'm going to repurpose it. I'm going to make it good. It's like, I don't know. That's like kind of like, I'm going to make it good. That's going to be a tough one. To <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, maybe, maybe if there, there was a young Hitler that saved, saved the world, saved the universe, you know, and everyone told that story, but there was something that like, didn't really hit for me. I know she saw their ghosts and, and they raised her in, in their own way, but I like the idea of, of owning your name even even as uh, weird as it as it may be and um yeah a lot of missed signals and when i i should be feeling things i didn't and was annoyed when like oh chewie here's your medal oh lando's got a daughter um doesn't mean anything to me and i'd rather have something more new and interesting uh to to watch so this one will be it's gonna be a 38 like it was like 30 40 oh yeah like 30, 40 spicy. range i don't know yeah, yeah. maybe like 40 40 <laughs> something if i was if i was being a, a little nicer but it uh i don't want to like I, I don't know if i'll ever go back into this trilogy really to to get anything out of i liked my reviewing of of last jedi overall uh this one i could have just done without and just not finished it because it just it doesn't have enough good stuff in it to um warrant a little warrant a good sco good score or, or multiple rewatches because the lore it sets up is uh convoluted reverse engineered and not meaningful to this everything it's set up in, in the past um and it sucks when some of that stuff is cool like force healing and, and shit when it just uh isn't used in in an or like in an interesting way within the context of of the plot and i wish that was that was better and it has been done better with, with shows and everything. Star Wars stuff has been better. So I know there's better stuff out there. So this doesn't deserve uh, a good score because it's has more money and it should, and it has everything at its disposable disposal. And it's like embarrassing. Yeah. Hey, shame, shame, shame. There's a whole trilogy. I don't know. That almost, do, do I watch the prequels or this one? That's hard, but uh, yeah, probably this one. Wow. Um, I don't know. Some so the first time that I saw this movie, I actually enjoyed it because uh, coming off of Last Jedi, this movie was so much more of a Star Wars movie to me when I first saw it. But upon rewatching it again, it's just so incredibly frustrating how many um, things it introduces and unsatisfyingly concludes or introduces and never concludes. And it is also just epitomizes the um, frantic, unstructured, unplanned nature of the whole series. Mm. And so upon a rewatch, it really, really hit me how much this movie is not a good movie in mm -hmm. what it needs to be. And what I mean by that is this is the conclusion of a trilogy and it concludes it very poorly in my mind. And so, yeah, I just, 
it's it's just kind of a funny exercise which is what this is always is to a degree which mm-hmm. is why i love it so much about doing this podcast with you it's like you know i went into last jedi not having seen rise of skywalker in a while and having that kind of like in the back of my mind of like oh i think i like rise of skywalker more than i like last jedi because um because it was it feels more like of a Star Wars, Wars movie, Star yeah. Wars movie that I wanted, because mm-hmm. that was, I think, kind of my prevailing consensus on The Last Jedi is, is that that, more was, like that was trying to do more, that was trying to add or be something different than a Star Wars movie, but within the context of a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, again, upon rewatching this, God, this movie sucks. There's a lot of things that are really shitty about it um the it just uh, what epitomizes it to me uh like everything that's going on in this is that by almost pure happenstance ray is at a place on the endor or uh system or whatever and pulls out the the fucking doodad sword thing that just gets introduced oh, fuck, immediately man. points to a location which would be it, which is insane to think about that a in happenstance you would be able to use this cipher on a on a location like that it's just so fucking stupid i can't get over it and so i actually end up liking this movie less than last jedi and would like to give some kind of condolences to last jedi that i didn't give it on the previous pod because at least with the last jedi it kind of contains itself in in its own thing whether or not that's what i wanted out of a star wars movie that's kind of the argument that i made mm-hmm. but man this just movie presents a bunch of stuff that it doesn't give a shit about necessarily like really satisfyingly concluding and mm-hmm. this is the third in a trilogy and that's fucked off to do yeah. that so um i'm at the point right now where yeah i would probably put this at a 38 percent um 38 too 38 as well hell yeah. yeah hell yeah dude. i would magnetize <laughs> we would be magnetized on this is yeah this is i was this, gonna do 40 uh, i was like nah a little bit lower like 30 this 30%. movie drove me insane like mm-hmm. again like i said there were two times i had to pause the movie yeah. go out either have a cigarette or go for a walk and just kind of think about what's going on and being mm-hmm. like fuck man, this movie is not good in just a multitude of ways um and yeah, so I'm going to I'm going to be uh yeah, magnetized with you on this and say a 38. Excellent. Yeah, it's I kind of did the same thing, took some breaks and was just rolling my eyes and yelling at the screens sort of stuff and it's just not not what you should want in a movie. Uh we'll see what JJ brings us next time if he comes comes by again on the podcast. Um for for now, I will thank you brandini for a lovely conversation about a poopy move and uh move on to announce our next feature that we will be discussing next time uh will be a new er movie it is part of a saga as well a 10 piece if you will it is fast 10 fast x 2023 it is the 10th movie in a series even more than Star Wars Skywalker saga. We went from a nine to a 10. We know what we're doing here. Uh, It's a 56% from critics and 84 from audience. Very similar to rise of Skywalker in terms of scores. So we'll, we'll see how that tracks where we, where we lie on, uh, on this polarization. 
Um, but make sure you watch one through nine before next time and then uh, finish off with 10 and you'll be ready to go. If not, then just throw it on and see what happens. Should be a fun action movie. I haven't seen it, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll check it out. Writer Justin Lin. He did Malignant. We like that one. <laughs> um, I think that's going to do it for us here. Uh, if you want to reach us anywhere, we're streaming this live on twitch.tv slash polarizedpod. Uh, we're also on twitter.com slash polarizedpod as well. You can send us a line at uh, polarizedthepod at gmail.com. Uh, Brandini and I are about to record our next episode for our other podcast, Prod Pod. That's Prod Pod, the pod about prods. That's music producers, um, music prods. And we have covered a few. It's a relatively new podcast. We've, we've done some Diplo, some Barry Gordy of Motown, some Todd Rundgren. We are covering Max Martin, the acclaimed the Swedish... Deep. Deep into Martin territory. Hell yeah. I, I actually was like thinking about it the other day, like yesterday specifically mm -hmm. about yeah. how I people were telling me about new records and shit that have come out that I'm like, I haven't gotten out <laughs> on new records because I've just been I love that, dude. deep in the Martin uh, Martin verse. Fuck yeah. And that's that's affected how I've listened to music as well. And yeah. Uh, and thought about music and I would highly recommend you guys check us out because it's uh, been really interesting. Yeah. Seeing that perspective of tracking a producer down the line of their career and their influence on artists, culture, fans, the world at large. I mean, Max Martin has done it all. Uh, look, it all. He's, he's just incredible. Done it. Look him up. Big, big deal. Uh, and we can't wait to, to talk about him. We've we've enjoyed our time here so much. Uh, Brandini, anything else to, to share with the, the local no. people? Uh, thank you for listening. Like James said, uh, rating us, reviewing us really helps oh, yes, us out. Please. Um, yeah, please hit do. If you if you like it, hit hit the buttons. Uh, send send the opinions. Um, write the reviews. Appreciate please. It. Yeah, we've uh this has been great too. I also want to say that. This is actually oh god, this is a good episode. These these ones have been in the in the makings for a while. I feel like I've I've really since the beginning of this podcast thought about doing like waiting for that last Jedi episode. As as with Rise of Skywalker, I I was wasn't even fully aware of that one being polarizing because people were kind of just done with it at that point. I you know, or just kind of like, eh, who knows what's going to happen. But Last Jedi was such a deal, man. That was that was such a big deal when that, that came out. People were having all sorts of opinions all Most over the place. Mind, yeah. And it's cool to come come back after the fact. We're looking at the trilogy as a whole. I feel like even, you know, we have our opinions and everything, but it's you feel like you can get a better feel for it as, as a whole, a little bit time removed, seen better Star Wars things. And uh, I really enjoy our discussion. And it was exactly what this podcast is trying to do uh is is talk about those things and if yeah if you have any guys have any other ideas for polarizing movies too we'd really appreciate it send it to polarize the pot at gmail.com that'll do it for us now somehow we will return bye uh, bye <laughs>